Your source at the intersection of culture and technology with your host, Sal DeGuardia. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro, and we are here, I guess, in a, a, a duo today instead of a, a, a trio. It's a duo instead of a trio. You are correct. Our uh, beloved Evan Mann is on vacation. Do we even know what he's doing today? I have no idea where, he at, where he's at or uh, what he's doing. Honestly, I don't know. There's like a big secret, but he said it's a family trip. So I cool. think family is really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family first, always. Uh, welcome, friends. So glad you're here. This is our weekly show that's heard around the world at multiformat.net. 3 to 5 Eastern, and then also on Sundays, WCGO in Chicago, AM 1590. You can hear us there, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So uh, welcome to our friends in Chicago on Sunday. Hi, everybody in Chicago. What's happening? That's exactly. We're, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about why we're here and what we're doing today, and then we're also going to tell you what's coming up uh, on the show this hour. But this, my friends is where we're hoping that we can give you kind of a nice little hand-holding, just an easy entry into the world of Web3, all things Web3, including cryptocurrency, NFTs, the blockchain, multiverse, all of these things that you maybe have heard about. Uh, you probably, no doubt, have heard that Facebook has changed their name to Meta. And the reason for that is because they, are, of course, are planning their foray into the web3 world so we'll keep you posted on uh basically on a weekly basis of uh hopefully everything or at least our slice of everything that's happening there's so much matt there's so there's much a, happening in this space there's way too much sometimes but actually i'm i'm glad you brought up the fact that facebook changed their name to meta because when we think about um crypto we think about nfts we think about the web3 space I can't tell you how many people I've spoken with and they're like, oh, you know, NFTs are a fad or crypto, you know, it's it's too risky. It's not going to be sticking around. But you've got this massive company, um, public company that changed their name because they're going to make a bigger foray into the space, into Web3, into met the metaverse, into those things. So, it, you know, if they're making that big of a gamble on the future of what we're calling Web3, I don't think Web3 is going anywhere anytime soon pretty confident that it's not i'm pretty confident I, that it's not i would have and, to agree with that and, and honestly that's why we're here right because we yeah. believe in this space and we believe in the future of the space i'm also going to give you a sneak peek as to why there's random noise happening around me right now so i'm actually super remote today we're already you know kind of a decentralized show as it is so matt of course in new york i'm usually in arizona our good friend Evan Mann in Tennessee. And today I'm actually in Long Beach, California. I'm here for a couple of reasons, but I'm staying with a good friend of mine. And uh, I had the windows open to the room that I'm staying in because the weather here is absolutely gorgeous. And I couldn't help myself, but from just letting a nice cool breeze come through after leaving 105, 110 degree temperatures in Arizona. So uh, so that's part of the reason for 
some of the noise in the background, but I think I just killed most of it. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll be uninterrupted for the remainder of the show. But let's tell them what's coming up this hour, Matt Maz. Yeah, first of all, I'm I'm super jealous that you're in California. You should um, be. Although the it's weather, amazing. I know, I know, it's <laughs> incredible out there. But um, the weather here is actually uh, it's pretty hot. We're in the 90s, so. Um, we're getting our, our little dose of, of heat, uh, hopefully here for the next month or two, and then we'll go right into cold again. It's but 90 in New York? 90. That's insane yeah. to me. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. Um, it's one of the hottest days of the year so far, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, but yeah, th- this hour. So this hour, we're, we are going to be playing the interview with Jefferson Noel of Barbershop Speaks. We'll talk a little bit about what that is, and obviously he's going to really describe what he's doing in Web3 and the metaverse and NFTs, but this was an interview sale that you conducted a few weeks ago at NFT VIP in New York City. It is. It's uh, one of the many that we were able to capture. That, I man, I just cannot thank Julie Lamb enough. Every single time we talk about it, we, you know, we probably like fawn over her way too much but the truth is she really did she did us a major solid by setting us up in just a really great space at margaritaville resort and we were able to connect with so many great personalities in and even out of the web 3 space and web 2. Uh, you've heard a lot of the interviews that we've done already if you've missed any of them by the way you can catch everything that we've done so far and yes, I did get caught up on work this week, Matt. So, uh, so I did see that. At, <laughs> so at CryptoRadioNetwork.io, <laughs> you can get to one of three ways that you can listen to our previous shows. So you can either listen in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor.fm is our primary service that we set up all of our shows. And you can even subscribe to the RSS feed and all that good stuff there. So hopefully that helps uh, to catch up on not only the interviews from NFT VIP and NFT NYC, but of course the mansion interviews with Beeple and Danny Cole. That's there. Um, when we did our V Friends one year anniversary celebration with Jeremy Hone and some of the folks from the community, uh, that's up there as well. So lots of great content and it's uh, totally bingeable. Uh, so if you start, I promise, uh, you may want to take some snacks with you and a, and a beverage because you're you're not going to want to put the show down for possibly a few days worth of listening. So just Sal, fair I'm, warning. I'm a little offended. You forgot the Web3 storytelling Oh session. my gosh. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell them about that one. That one was amazing. That was really an incredible that one show. Was, yeah. To, to, um, we, we really dove a bit deeper into what do we mean by Web3 storytelling, where, you know, storytelling right now, you go to a movie, it is what it is. Like, you consume the movie, you don't really have any influence over the direction of the, the story itself or what some of the characters are going to do, etc. Now, with Web3, we're building the stories from the ground up. The community is contributing to the overarching lore that is the, the grander franchise. And with that, you get to tell your own character story. And we had we had Eben on from Macroverse, and then we had Garib on. Um, and Garib just created a brand new Web3 company called Hero Maker Studios. But Hero he Maker, is yeah. The, yeah, Hero Maker. Yeah. Uh, but he is the father, I call him the father, but the creator of Comic-Con. Yeah. So that was, it was, and I'm a, I'm a ger- uh, geek, a nerd, you know, it, it, I was just in my um, geek heaven that day, so. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm giving you a hard time. Well, and you did a great show producing it for us. So thank you again, Matt, for all your hard work. That was amazing. 
and uh, we'll keep them coming. We're going to, you know, as long as we can and uh, and you'll allow us, we'll be here every week to share more stories with you from folks that are doing amazing work in Web3, whether they're building NFT projects, educational platforms. Um, we'll try to get to as many of the live events as possible and make you a part of them, whether it's here on the airwaves or potentially in person. You never know. We might do some you know, some special events and some giveaways and things in the future and uh, actually maybe bring you out to one or two of them. So uh, so keep your ears peeled and, of course, keep tuning in every week. Uh, one of the other things that we're doing right now, too, uh, just to give you a heads up maybe for next week is um, we're streaming it also in Twitter spaces. So if you follow our Twitter account at CryptoNet Radio and you want to jump in and just listen and uh, stream it there rather than jump it on the website, you're more than welcome to. So we in invite you and encourage you to uh, jump into Twitter, even if you, you know, you're still of the mindset that uh, Twitter is for 12 year olds and uh, there's no great value there. I promise you a lot of the conversation in and around Web3, it takes place on Twitter. The, it, there has been like this massive Web3 takeover on Twitter spaces and there's just I mean, more content that you could probably even consume uh, on Twitter. But it's fantastic because you get to engage and be a part of the conversation. So it's uh, it's a great way to, um, yeah, just to learn and grow. And that's really the bigger story uh, as we move through this. And then in the coming weeks and months, my friends, what you're a part of or what you're about to be a part of, if you're just joining us for maybe the first time, is this monumental shift it is the greatest transfer of wealth, of creative control, of knowledge. Um, one of the observations, Matt, and we'll probably end it here. I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts though really quick in 30 seconds. The idea that we're seeing so many of our friends open up educational platforms at no cost, literally for free, which is not, that's like unheard of in the Web2 environment. Everything was built around in economics uh, of how can I make a buck? to exchange information, right? Yeah, and I think um, I think the reason that we're doing that is because we want to attract more people into this space. We believe in this space so much in the future of what it's going to bring, both from a value perspective in your life monetarily and to, to what you mentioned before, creative rights and creative control. The more we can educate people and the more we can bring in, the greater the space is going to be. No question. So excited for today. Jefferson Noel, Barbershop Speaks, our conversation with him from NFT VIP. That's coming up next right here on Your Voice in the Metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Your Voice in the Metaverse, the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the Crypto Radio Network. So excited to be here. I'm Matt Mazzaferro. I'm here Sal with my Guardian. great friend, Sal. De <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took Sal me a second. Um, thank you for. No, it's all right. It's all good. We're gonna jump right into the interview with Jefferson Noel from Barbershop Speaks. Sal conducted this interview a couple of weeks ago from, or uh, yeah, right from New York City NFT VIP. Let's dive right in. 
Yo, for one, thank you, Sal, for inviting me to the Crypto um, Radio Network. I deeply appreciate it. My pleasure, I man. saw you interviewing so many amazing people. So for me to be part of the folks you're interviewing, it really means a lot to me. Of course. Um, with NFT VIP, I was invited as a speaker so I can speak about how to balance life, leadership, and learning. And it's a very Beautiful. important conversation because you know many times in crypto we get so caught up with buying a dip or right. getting high off of the all-time high and all that yeah and we lose sight of ourselves we lose sight of ourselves as human beings as brothers sisters fathers whatever the case is and so just speaking about having a holistic approach to life um, that was something that i felt very good speaking about uh, but then also apart from speaking is just networking and i met so many amazing people. people yeah like wow like it's, it's as if the cream of the crop the best of the best people in society are getting into crypto and they're right. coming to these conferences and i'm just meeting you just interviewed some some amazing children, all the nft kids the NFT yeah kids amazing right like where Brilliant. do you see that yeah. right and i'm here to network really meet people engage uh, this is my first time in New York in a couple years. Nice. Um, yeah, obviously, man. I came before the pandemic. Sure. Um, so I'm here now. And so I'm meeting fantastic folks. Outstanding. You spoke yesterday or you speak today? I spoke yesterday. Yesterday. How'd it go? It went great. It went yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, it went great. So many people came up to me and told me that the, some of the things that I shared in the speech really impacted their life. It sort of transformed the way that they view themselves. You know, we spoke a little bit about you know, the idea of if you have 100 days to live or a year to live or right. 30 days to live, you know, how drastic will your life change? And, you know, it's an important question because if you if you if your answer is, oh, I'll start doing this, I'll start doing this. Oh, maybe I might start a business or whatever the case is. Right. Or I have to, I'll make up w with the loved one that we fell off. Then you should start doing that now. Just don't wait until you have a terminal illness. Don't wait until you know, your, your, your life is almost over for you to start doing what you actually care about, right. what you're passionate about. And so lead with purpose, find harmony with your life through purpose. And so that message really resonated with the audience. When did you start Barbershop Speaks? I started Barbershop Speaks in July of 2016. Uh, and I started it because I was, so I was born and raised in Miami okay. and I moved to Orlando for school for uh, at Valencia College. And when I graduated with my associates, I was debating whether or not to go to UCF or FIU, um, but I decided to go to Florida International University in Miami. So when I was thinking about moving back down to Miami, I was like, you know, I really want to connect with new people, meet sure. like-minded individuals, have some real conversations about topics that matter. And so I was thinking, and this is funny, I was, I was thinking, and maybe I should go inside of Starbucks and just hold up a sign that says intelligent conversations here. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Why not? You know, but yeah. I didn't want, that seems kind of weird. Like I didn't want to be weird. No, that's like the free hugs thing. It's yeah. like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. True. Just put a sign that's up. That's true. Yeah. Um, but then I was in Miami and I was getting a haircut. I heard two people were arguing on who's better, Stephen Curry or LeBron James. And I'm like, first of all, first of all, neither. <laughs> well, well, first Jordan. of all, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're good to make this later, but LeBron is the greatest person to ever get on the basketball court but anyways besides that Whoa, I don't, uh, no we're not gonna do it. this is crypto radio network oh, we don't, it's not basket this is it, not sports center not i'm sports so sorry center. all right all right uh but uh i love saying that yeah um but i was like you know this the conversation they were having in the barbershop was so enlivened it was so passionate right. 
And I was like, you know, what would happen if we are intentional about the conversations we have in barbershops? And what would happen if we have conversations that actually matter to everyday people? And that's essentially how Barbershop Speaks was born. So we started it in July 2016, um, speaking about topics such as education, formal education versus informal education. And we would bring in um, professors, school board members uh, to have conversations with the community about education, conversations on voter education, we brought in sitting senators, sitting representatives, mayors, council members to come in and talk about voting and register people to vote inside barbershops. Conversations on financial literacy, right? To you know, speak about finances, bring in accountants um, and people who are certified to have conversations about finances to speak about that in barbershops, in places in the community where people feel comfortable anyways, where the barbershop, I, I consider it the community's classroom where everyone is both the teacher and the student. Right. Like even out when I just came to New York a couple of days ago, um, I saw a conversation happening inside the barbershop. Did you? And I just went in and I just started talking yeah, about that. Yeah, man. You know, That's and awesome. So it's important to have those dialogues. You touched on it. Some of the deepest, meaningful conversations especially for young men, happen in the barbershop. We may not have listened fully, right? When we were younger and you listen to the old man, right? Uh, chattering about whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe eye roll and that kind of stuff. But the truth is that stuff stuck, right? Yeah. Um, and that's been happening for decades. So can you help us with like, just kind of the, what's the concept there around the conversations in the barbershop and, and what it meant to you, like the impact uh, for you personally? Yeah, so believe it or not, you know, my my dad, he was a barber at one point. He had many jobs. He's an immigrant from Haiti. Um, he's had many jobs trying to find ways to put food on the table and take care of his family. Um, and one of them was um, actually a barber. So I would actually spend a lot of time inside barbershops. And it's funny because I didn't remember he was a barber until a couple years into no doing kidding. Barbershop Speaks. That's so I just realized how, you know, everything came back around full circle. Yeah. Um, and the conversations are, you know, there's a lot of playful conversations, of course, a lot sure. of conversations around sports, um, but then conversations around religion, conversations around philosophy, even mentorship in barbershops, because sometimes, you know, young men in the community, they may not have a father figure, they may not have someone who could help them with their homework, they may not have someone to teach them how to treat a woman correctly, um, but their barber will tell them, because they'll right. come into the barbershop chair, they'll like, okay, I need you to do a really good job this time, and the barber was like, what's going on? I'm like, man, I have, a, I have a date. And then so the barber was like, oh, you know, let me teach you. Right. Let me teach you how to speak to her. Let me teach you how to, you know, um, the proper ways a gentleman should treat a woman, right? And so conversations like that constantly happen inside um, the barbershop. And it's such a meaningful place. But then also the barbershop is like a newspaper for the community. Sure. Because people, if something happens in the area, uh, like there was a car accident or if there was a robbery or if someone got sick or someone died. All the gossip. You go to the barbershop to find out, right. you know, who was it that, that, that was at fault? You know, damn, what happened? I heard there was a shooting. Oh, yeah. Like, so the barbershop is like an informal newspaper for the community sure. where people can get information. You know, sometimes unreliable information because, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not the New York York Times or the barbershop. Don't get me wrong. Right. But at the end of the day, it's that place of of, um, comfortability, a place where people can relate to. It's 
figures, like the barbers who's there, like they know everything that's happening within yeah. a three mile radius everything. of the shop, right? I don't know how, but they know it all. They know They're it all. just posted up in there cutting hair, but they know everything. Absolutely. We're gonna come back with more of our interview with Jefferson Noel. This is your voice in the metaverse. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. Don't go anywhere. It's Crypto Radio Network. From board apes to Bitcoin, this is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends. This is your voice in the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. We are walking you through all things Web3, cryptocurrency, NFTs, the blockchain, metaverses, your easy entry point into the world of Web3. Today, we are continuing our conversation with Jefferson Noel. He's the founder of Barbershop Speaks. This is an in real life, Matt, actually going into barbershops in different cities around the country and having conversations with uh, the folks in local neighborhoods, just about everything from life to finances. And Jefferson talks a little bit now about uh, how he started to make the transition into talking more about things in Web3, like cryptocurrency and NFTs. The barbershop is also one of the most diverse places in the community, right? because that's the, places where, that's the place where someone who's 80 could be sitting next to someone who's 18. Right. Someone who makes 30,000 could be sitting next to someone who makes 300,000. Right. Someone who's a Christian could be sitting next to someone who's a Muslim. Someone who's an engineer could be sitting next to someone who's a teacher. Like, the barbershop doesn't discriminate um, you know, against you know your your job, it doesn't discriminate against how tall you are, it right? Discriminate against how much money you make because it's 15, 20, 30 bucks to get, get a cut, right? And so, because it's such a diverse place in the shop, right? There's so many different ideas, there's so many different opinions. Absolutely, I call it the marketplace of ideas. That's what that's what the part yeah. is. That's beautiful, man. Now I got to ask you, so you're here at an NFT conference yeah. talking, talking about Barbershop <laughs> Speaks. So where, where's the connection? What was it for you that is it just you really like the space or you got into cryptos and NFTs and just wanted to find a way to bridge the two? Like, where are you at in the process of yeah. connecting the two? Yeah. Uh, so actually, crypto is one of the conversations we're starting to have. So we've covered well not not every topic but many many different topics sure in my in in our series so right now we're doing a specific series called crypto convos beautiful where we're bringing the conversation about crypto and bringing crypto education inside barbershops inside communities because when i first learned about crypto it wasn't like an expert who taught me about it right it was someone who made a lot of money in crypto and i was like hey join um look this up and so i looked it up and i was like okay let me just start putting money places and yeah. i didn't really do the proper research i wasn't really speaking with experts i wasn't getting um this type of you know education or community around crypto for me to thrive in it like there's this whatsapp group that i joined it was a bunch of people who knew nothing about crypto but a whole bunch of people who wanted to make money and yeah. so i'm like okay what would happen if we actually bring in and i'm, I'm hesitant to use the word expert because this the space is so new yeah but people who are experienced yeah highly knowledgeable experience and have credibility sure bringing those people inside the barbershop to have 
conversations with the community so we could learn about crypto. And it's not teaching how to 10x your money in 48 hours because that's the lottery. Right. You know, although that would be cool. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like teaching about the, the foundations of crypto, talking about uh, talking about the basics of crypto, getting a, a good idea um, of what it is and the technology behind it and why it's important. So good. Um, so now where are you at in that process? Is that just how recent was it that you started those conversations? Yeah, so we've had a conversation in Miami on April 30th nice. uh, called Crypto Convos, and we've had, we had it in Miami Gardens. It was a fantastic conversation. About 45 people came. Wow. Yeah, it was a great dialogue. I'm, I, I'll send you the video. Um, it was just a beautiful conversation, yeah. and we gave everyone free crypto. Um, no as, way. Yeah, it gave it, we That's had, amazing, We had everyone man. download a MetaMask wallet, and then we gave every single person a free crypto. So came. cool. Um, and then we recently had an event in Atlanta uh, inside uh, one of the barbershops in Midtown and had a conversation as well about crypto culture, community, and how all those things relate. Yeah. And r- right now we're in the process of gearing up to do a tour to go inside barbershops up the East Coast. So Atlanta, again, Miami, Orlando, nice. and Philadelphia as well Oh, cool. uh, to go inside uh, barbershops to talk about it. New York. New York is definitely one of our options. I'm, I'm really looking yeah. at, at New York to see if we could potentially do something here. Um, yeah. But I think it's an extremely important conversation to have going directly to the community Absolutely. in a space that they know and love, where they receive information and knowledge anyways, you know, bringing the conversation. And also dispelling a lot of myths about you know, crypto as well. That's also important. Um, Nobody's so. done this. Nobody's thought about this idea because this is brilliant. Like, really, I when I found you on the speaker list, I don't know why it jumped out, but I clicked on your, you know, on your picture and found out that you were doing barbershop speaks. And I was like, that's cool. And so I looked it up and started doing some research. Uh, and I just thought I, it's crazy to me that it's 2022. Yeah. And somebody's finally putting this together to say, like, this should be a thing. Yeah. Uh, but what a cool mission, man. Like, Thank it really is. It's just brilliant. Uh, absolutely super clever. This is where, you know, conversations for the community, for neighborhoods are happening anyway, exactly. right? Might as well help steer them and frame them up a little bit different rather than begging them to come to a conference, begging them to come to your talk, exactly. trying to, yeah, convince and coerce. You're going and meeting people where they're at, man. It's yeah. beautiful. And I'll say it is part of what we're doing um, with the tour and what I plan on doing into the future is pairing up my conversations with different tour with different conferences that are already taking place because some people may not be able to afford seven hundred fifty dollars or a thousand dollars to go to a conference and learn about bar- to learn about crypto but they could walk down the street to their barbershop and learn about crypto yeah. and meet the same people who are coming to the conference because remember people go to conference conferences for the education and the networking right so in a barbershop we could have the educational piece i bring an expert you got it and you can network people network with people who were coming to the conference so for example after this event i'm heading to philadelphia uh to you know set up a barbershop speaks there because they're having um a, a conference called DeFi philly and so i'm i spoke with DeFi philly and they said they're interested in barbershop speaks so, so their opening so event for the conference will be inside a barbershop and we're inviting this no way yeah, so oh my we're gosh inviting that's amazing the surrounding community to come in 
and have a conversation about crypto. And you know, so they may not be able to afford a ticket, but they come inside a barbershop. Of they'll course. meet the same people anyway. Yeah. And so they'll be connected to a much larger community. And so my hope is to That's do amazing. that at larger conferences, um, maybe next year doing something like that for NFT NYC. Sure. Looking at conferences happening around the country to to talk to the locals about what's happening in crypto. So freaking cool, man. Congrats. That one's huge. Thank you. That's big. Yeah. So you're clearly like it's going to become a it could become a staple of a lot of the bigger conferences where yeah. that might be a really nice kickoff event. Yeah, that's uh, my hope. That's yeah, my hope. very cool. So I regardless of whether or not it relates to crypto, but Jefferson, go back and, and give me what do you think is one of the big standout moments that was special to you? Because maybe there was a light bulb moment for the community that, you know, sparked in a way that maybe no other topic has. Is there anything like that that's happened where you thought, wow, this one was really impactful. This was important. Yeah, I mean, my life um, changed in 2013. Um, not because I bought Bitcoin because I didn't buy Bitcoin. In 2013. Right, no, I didn't either. My wife said no <laughs> five times. Yeah, so I'm with you. Yeah, I, I didn't know about it. <laughs> But it, it, it changed because I, I learned about a concept called intrinsic worth and intrinsic value that humans have. I was watching a video called What Does It Mean to Be Human? Um, and, you know, said that humans have intrinsic worth and intrinsic value. I'm like, you know, what does this mean? Why, why does it matter? And that essentially means that the worth that we have as people are, is independent of how much money we have, is independent of who we know, is independent of our education, is independent of where we were born. As human beings, we start from a basis of worthiness, a basis of value. So if you look at, like, let's say a car like a BMW, the only reason why it costs 30, 40, 50,000 is because us as humans, we agree that it's valuable. We agree that it has specs and features that makes it valuable. But if everybody decided today, we no longer think BMWs are cool. We no longer think it looks good the value of the BMW will automatically drop because there's less of a demand for it. So a BMW has extrinsic value. But humans, we have intrinsic value where our worth is inherent. But regardless of what people think about us, regardless if there's a thousand people pointing our fingers saying, you're nothing, you're nobody, regardless of that, none of it could be true because the value doesn't come from the outside. The value comes from the inside. And so learning that really transformed my life because I realized that I don't have to chase after things to become valuable. Instead, I start from a place of value. I start from a place of purpose and I go out and I do good because of that. So good. So good. Amazing. The fact that he's going around and having these educational conversations with people in barbershops where they already are. So good. I'm so excited to hear more about this. You know, the, the question in my mind is, how does he scale it? Right, because he can only be in one spot at one time. Oh, true. So how does yeah. he facilitate these conversations to happen all over the country in barbershops? I've got a solution for him. Barbershops in the metaverse. Ooh, that's a great idea. This is it. your voice in the metaverse. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And uh, coming up, we're going to close it out our conversation with Jefferson Noel from Barbershop Speaks. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Real Radio for the Metaverse.
This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends. This is Real Radio for the Metaverse. It's your voice in the Metaverse Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. We are listening to an interview you did. Sorry, go ahead. I started talking all over you, To step over your toes there. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. We've been uh, we've been listening to the interview you did a few weeks ago at uh, NFT VIP in New York City with Jefferson Noel on Barbershop Speaks. Why don't we finish that interview up and then we'll we'll discuss it. Brilliant, man. I mean, you're talking about a lot, right? So when especially, you know, bringing that conversation mm-hmm. to the community, you're talking about breaking through like limiting beliefs and right um, just in a in a super impactful way. This is probably one of the biggest reasons yeah. why you know, especially as men, young men, you know, trying to figure out like grinding grinding out at work and you know trying to build a life uh, where we're we're constantly looking outside for validation, right? Rather than going inside and understanding what value we bring to the table already. That's huge, man. Love it. Um, Honestly, yeah. that that's my passion. That's my heart. Yeah. Like I could speak about crypto all day. Right. But it's fun. It, it's fun and it's nice. <laughs> right. But what's most meaningful to me is speaking about that. It's cool. Yeah. Anything you want to leave, you know, our audience with just as a final thought? I mean, that was brilliant. That's a mic drop moment. So I don't know that there's anything else we can add to that. Well, besides socials, I uh, just want to let you know that your life has purpose, your life has worth, and your life has value. And never let anyone tell you that it doesn't. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Jeff Noel Speaks, Twitter at Jeff Noel Speaks as well. And if you'd like to follow my page, Barbershop Speaks, on Instagram is at Barbershop Speaks, and on Twitter is at Barbershop SPKS. Hopefully you can follow us and follow our journey and see what we're doing. So good. Jefferson Noel, Barbershop Speaks. Again, thank you so much to Julie Lamb and NFT VIP for giving us the space and the uh, really the, the connections to be able to have some of those conversations. The whole team there was just so sweet because everybody that spoke on stage, Jefferson included, they uh, they continued to redirect them over to us and say, hey, you got to go over to Crypto Radio and go get an interview done. So it was so great. But uh, just a wealth of information and knowledge. He clearly cares deeply about his tribe, his community, and he's just out there crushing it. Such a cool concept. Can, can I reiterate one thing that he said right at the end that I think it's a little underrated in our society. And I think it's such an important message. He said, please remember your life has value. Your life has purpose. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's the whole purpose of what he's trying to do. He's trying to go out there and educate people and let them know your life has value. Your life has purpose. And I, I'm sorry, but I don't think we say that enough to, to one another. And I don't think that we hear that enough from society. So I just wanted to reiterate that before we dive into a little bit of a breakdown of the interview itself. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for, uh, for calling that out, Matt, because that really is in all of the things, you know, that we talk about, we talk about some pretty cool stuff. We talk about the technology behind the blockchain and what you can do with it. Uh, the reason the show is even called Crypto Radio Network is uh, it's not because of crypto and uh, the money that's changing hands. It's really about the, the, the nuts and bolts of the technology, right? And so all of the really cool things that the blockchain opens itself up to uh, for us to be able to do and utilize and, and enrich people's lives. But 
man, that's the biggest part of it. And I, I, I'm the first one, even when, you know, the naysayers say, well, it can't all be about community. It can't all be about kumbaya because that's not possible, right? And that doesn't pay the bills. The truth is, I really do. I think exactly what you said, exactly what Jefferson stated in, in, in the interview and in his mission, which is it, it's this is all hard stuff. This is all about building connection, community, enriching other, each other's lives, and really getting down to that core thing that I believe, my personal humble opinion, that every human wants, which is just to be valued, just for people to uh, look at us and say, hey, I see you. I think that's really the biggest piece of the puzzle. And Web3 just enables uh, all of us to do that in just an even more impactful way um, when we can't be, you know, down the street from each other. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I believe, I think. You hit it right on the head, the the power of Web3, because you hear it in the news and they talk about investing in cryptocurrency and right. people making money overnight. And you see, you know, artists selling their their work for millions of dollars. And so many times the narrative around this space is so financially driven. Everyone skips over, except for the people that are in this space, everyone skips over the power of community. And what that really brings to our lives. And I think you're right. I think everyone at the deepest level just wants to have value in somebody's eyes. They want to add value to that person's life. They yeah. want to feel like they have value in that person's eyes. And that's what Web3 and the community within Web3 brings in a way that I've never experienced in my entire life. Because you have your physical social circles around you. And you how do you expand that? How do you go beyond that, beyond your physical location? Web3 enables that. I was interested if you wanted to share a little bit about what you found while we were on commercial break, Matt, because it seems like uh, after your question about, hey, how do you scale this? And sure, Metaverse makes total sense, uh, but it seems like there's a theme, like there's something catching on here. We know our good friends, uh, Afikasi and the Vicon Barber, AJ, have done a daily Twitter spaces that they've called the barbershop, which I would love to get them in here and interview them sometime about some of the different conversations that they've had, but you just found some pretty cool and interesting stuff uh, about what's happening in broadcast TV too. Well, it helps me understand why he mentioned LeBron James as the greatest basketball player to walk the earth. So LeBron and Maverick Carter have partnered together to produce a show on HBO that they call, um, the shop uninterrupted. And what they do is they go around to barbershops around the country, bringing in some powerful celebrities because they have that draw and having meaningful conversations, of course, about sports, but about other things as well. And it's broadcast on HBO. So to the question of how do you scale it? Well, if you're LeBron James, you scale it on HBO. But if you're not LeBron James, Web3 can help you scale it. So cool. I, uh, does it say when that's on or it just says it's on HBO? It's on HBO. I can find the time. I'll, I'll bring that back next hour, but they're already in season four. Oh, no way. I didn't know yeah. it had been around that long. That's crazy. Very cool. Uh, love to check it out. So, and, uh, that really brings us to the end of another hour. My goodness. Already. It goes so fast. Uh, next hour, we're going to wrap it up with, um, a little bit more about what's happening in Web3, 
NFTs, uh, kind of the current state of cryptocurrency and Ethereum and Bitcoin bouncing around so crazy. I'm Sal DiGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. This is your voice in the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. See you real soon. Your source at the intersection of culture and technology with your host, Sal DeGuardia. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends, to another hour of the Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And this is your easy, like soft, simple, hopefully, entry point into all things Web3. NFTs, cryptocurrency, the metaverse, blockchain. We're going to break it down and try to keep it really simple for you. But also, uh, you're entering in, I believe, my friends, into one of the greatest transfers of wealth, creative control, and uh, influence in the history of the planet. And uh, it's done through all of those things that we just said. So the the really cool things that are happening uh, in NFTs is that there's these really tremendous communities that are coming out of many of the NFT projects and folks are now starting to collaborate and build great things together. It's uh, it's just, it's beautiful to watch. We're in that, that kind of infancy stage. It's like a, uh, what do they call it? A star nursery in uh, astronomy. When uh, when there's all the gas and the dirt and the stuff, I'm not an astronomer, like or a <laughs> physicist or anything like that. But it's that those shows actually do fascinate me quite a bit. Like going back and looking at you know the history, like how are galaxies made? Uh, that's what it feels like right now. It feels like this cluster, like all these stars coming together, and there's this explosion of uh, just creativity and uh, brilliance out of the Web3 communities that are being built, whether it's around NFT projects, uh, creator coins, um, cryptocurrencies, metaverse platforms. There's just, there's so much going on, Matt. It's so much to keep track of. It's, it's incredible. And what I'll say is two things. One, it's exciting to be in this space this early. Because you use so you used astronomy as an analogy, and I laughed only because you said dirt um, with gases. The yeah. planet's not formed yet. There's no dirt, but that's Whoa, just me being technical. Well, okay, I get <laughs> shots what you're fired. Saying. All right. Um, no, but uh, I actually I equate it to making a recipe. So when you sit down, you've got a bunch of ingredients in front of you. You're about to make a meal or a dish or whatever it is, and you decide how you want to put those ingredients together. Well, I feel like that's where we are in the space right now because we're all here building it together. We've got the opportunity to turn it into a filet mignon or just a fried steak, whatever you want to do, right? I, I, I feel like the opportunity for us to sit down and help influence where this space goes, that's the reason why I love the space. That's the reason why I'm here to bring more people into the space because the sooner you get in, the more influence you're going to have to build the space the way you want it as well. And I'll add two things. So you talked about the the greatest transfer of wealth and um, I think you said creative control. I'll add two things to that. I'll add ownership mm. and access. 
So ownership, meaning you own the digital asset that you have purchased or you right. own the, the cryptocurrency in a decentralized way and you can monetize it uh, and in ways that you can't do um, some of the other stuff that you own. And then second, I say access because when you get into an NFT project, you talk about the community. So one aspect of access to me is access to like-minded individuals who have talents that complement your talents, have knowledge that complement your knowledge, and you can go out and build and collaborate and learn from each other and create just these amazing things by way of meeting. Let me, this show is one example of that, Sal. We created this show because we met each other through a community, an NFT project community, and now we're building something really special. And I think that is access in one way, but two, the, the next thing I'll say, and I want your opinion on this, but I feel like NFTs open access to things that you can't get access to in real life. Mm. So for example, yeah, I've, I've sat down in Twitter spaces and on Discord, had conversations with folks that I never thought I would ever cross path with. Right. One example is Todd McFarlane, the, the iconic comic creator of Spawn and so many other characters to sit down and actually have a conversation with him because I own an NFT and I'm there in the NFT community is one aspect of access. But there's so many examples of opportunities to gain access to things that you'd never would in real life. And Absolutely. I'd love to get your opinion about that and the power of NFTs. Like we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting started with that. What do you think that looks like to you in the future? So I, I'll preface it with this. I think the, the examples that have been laid out now, ApeFest most recently at N uh, NFT NYC is a really great example of how owning a Bored Ape Yacht Club token, these goofy apes that I never really connected with and I said, nah, I'll pass, uh, are not only worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, so bad yep. move on my part. That was a bad miss. But they also get you access into like these really cool, you know, it wasn't promised, but it's something that came out of the, the leadership of the project to say, hey, let's put on a multi-day event in conjunction or in parallel to NFT NYC. And let's also bring out Snoop and Eminem and Ja Rule. And like, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Like, unreal right that uh that's by the way that was just given that was just given to token holders they were just able to show up and just be a part of it so that's that's one way i think we could see recently where it's been implemented of course you and i uh being token holders in gary vaynerchuk's v friends community and the conference uh, v con the first ever that took place in minneapolis in may that you and I were able to attend. You brought your mom, I I brought, right? I brought my lovely bride. One of the guys that I've also been, he's not my bride. These are separate thoughts. Uh, I brought my lovely bride and dot, dot, dot. I also was able to bring um, one of the guys that I've been working with in music and helping him produce some, uh, some records recently. Um, there was also uh, the executive director, Brian Hill of um, Phoenix Fax Fashion Week. He not only did I invite him and he picked up a ticket to VCon, he brought three friends with him uh, as well. So Amazing. I mean, right, the ripple effect. 
So where I see it going in the future is a lot more of those types of things, right? That in real life collect, uh, connection at these, again, you said it, it's access to experiences that I w- I've never met, been able to attend a, a four day, right? Multi-day, multi-million dollar conference like VCon and the investment for my token on the front end um, was nothing. So I, mine was gifted to me by Gary himself, which I was thankful for. I mean, like beyond thankful for, because it's changed my life in so many ways. Um, and then the additional token that I was able to pick up later on was 4,500 bucks. But I mean, that type of a conference that we went to in Minneapolis, that's like, uh, that could be five, 10, maybe even 25 grand uh, to attend that. But we get three years of access, not just one. So, I mean, right. And that's on top of like all the extra stuff that comes along with it. So I, th- I really think that's where it's going. And I don't think necessarily mega conferences, but some uh, additional in real life connection points is where I think most NFT projects are probably going to want to spend the majority of their time is figuring out how do we get everybody together? And that might be tough, but I think to our, our you know, the earlier point from our interview last hour, with uh jefferson from barbershop speaks he's taking it to the streets he's taking it into different cities and i think that'll be part of the magic too is to figure out how do you do some kind of a mini tour right where you can pick up maybe people from a few different states and and do it more regionally i think that might be some of the magic sauce that's in the future I think you hit on two things that I just want to expand upon one is the blending of the digital and physical worlds that's absolutely what Web3 allows. You, you, you talked about it, ApeFest, VCon, a few other things, but there are so many of those events that are taking place because you own a specific NFT token. For example, right. I own a token. I wasn't able to go, but they did a meetup with Todd McFarlane at San Diego Comic-Con just last night. And if you own one of the NFTs, you got access to that where you could literally network with him and talk with him and speak with him. And they, they serve dinner and all of that stuff. The second thing that you said that you kind of glossed over that I think we need more time to unpack, which is you can get surprise utility mm. anytime that the creator wants to drop yes, it. So, you can. yes, you bought a token and they promised you certain things when you bought it, but surprise new utility pops up all the time. Mm-hmm. We could literally talk two hours alone on that. Oh, we um, can do the rest of this hour I, easy just with what's happened in like the last month. Exactly. That, that's the power of it. The creators can do whatever they want, whenever they want for their token holders. That's the exciting part. And we'll dip into some of it. We're going to talk a little bit about what, uh, what I'm actually doing in California instead of Arizona. So we'll maybe talk about what some of that extra utility is and some of those extra connection points in real life. This is your voice in the metaverse. I'm Sal Guardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. This is the Crypto Radio Network. We'll be right back. Your voice in the metaverse, the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends. Your voice in the metaverse, Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal Guardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro, and this hour, we're talking a little bit more about the utility, the benefits you get for being here in the space, being in Web3. We talked about the community. 
we talked, certainly there are some financial aspects of being in this space, but in sale, I'm curious to learn more mm -hmm. about why you're there in California and not um, in Arizona. But yes. one of the things that we were talking about right before the break was some of the utility that gets dropped that is, I'm going to call it a surprise, that's added on that was never promised when those particular tokens were purchased and we'll, we can talk a little bit about vFriends because I think that's one of the examples. But I mean, you can see these examples all across the space. Yeah. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about why you're there in California. I'm curious. Sure. Yeah. There, um, there was an announcement uh, a couple weeks ago or a week ago that a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That uh, vFriends, one of the NFT projects, of course, that we've talked about a lot here, and Cool Kicks have gotten together. And they've created a PVC version of one of the, uh, so a plastic, right? Uh, a plastic version of one of the V Friends Series 2 characters called the Flexen Fox. And this one is uh, covered, it's dripping in 24 karat Italian gold. No. Um, it is a if only golden... right. <laughs> that would be amazing, especially at only three hundred bucks. That would be incredible. But uh, is it eleven inches or eighteen inches? I'm trying to remember the size of the character. Uh, I'm trying to remember as well. I think it's a thirteen inch character. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, but it's a physical. Like it's one of the physical um, interpretation. Not interpretation. It's like it's a physical representation of one of the characters from the V Friends collection. So uh, kind of an NFT in real life. And uh, it really is um, a gold finish on it. So that part is kind of cool. Um, there's, there's some underlying meaning behind gold. And there are many collectors of NFTs where if, let's just say, the skin or the background or the teeth or the something of uh, one of the NFTs, one of the properties is gold that usually is one of the more rare traits in the nft and that typically will drive some value so the fact that v friends has decided let's do a gold version of the flex and fox in real life in this this pvc character uh the idea is that maybe it'll be more collectible but uh but they've given us an opportunity those of us that are token holders in the v friends project the opportunity to show up tomorrow between 11 and 1 pacific at a undisclosed location, uh, deep in the <laughs> deep in the underbelly of the no, I'm kidding. Um, it's a, it's a public meetup. Really, anybody can come uh, that has a, a, a V Friends token, um, and they're giving us an opportunity to purchase these characters in in person in real life. So, and they've tiered it out. So, what they've actually done is anybody that holds like the original, the Series One Flex and Fox uh, from the V Friends collection. They get first dibs uh, for, I think it's about an hour is the way they did it, if I'm not mistaken, right? They actually get to go in early and hang out with Gary V. And hang out with Gary V. And so hang out with Gary V. Early purchase. Correct. Unreal. Gary's going to be there IRL. And um, if you own, so it's if you own a Series One Flexing Fox or a Series Two, you get to go in early into the store. Gary will be there. And you get to hang out with him in a, a you know, less of a crowd for a little right. bit. I think it's about an hour. And then they open it up to everybody else. And it's, I mean, that's one of the utilities that you get because you own that particular token, right. that particular character. 
then everybody that holds a V friend, any series, so series one or series two, and you're talking about Matt, I, I don't know how many wallets it is, but I mean, the total number of tokens is a lot. Yeah, we're talking about what sixty, almost sixty-six thousand tokens, right? Yeah, this between could, series one and series two. I mean, it could be ten thousand people show up tomorrow. We don't know, right? Uh, it just depends on how many decide to come out to California for the day. Uh, for so, the Sal, you're going to sleep in line overnight? Then is that what I you're going to do? I don't know what to do now, Matt. I have no idea. Now, here's what's funny. I jokingly in a in a YouTube live the other day uh, that Gary was on, I said. Now I just need to borrow somebody's Flex and Fox. And Gary's like, oh, no, no, Sal, don't worry about it. You you don't have to. You just need to, you know, have a token. You're good. But I th I think he understood. Like I was saying, I, yeah, but I want to go early. So I don't uh, now I don't know. Well, hey, he could come out and just escort you right in because you are Sal. Like he knows who you are. I mean, I don't want to brag. So <laughs> I'll let you brag for me. <laughs> I mean do we not know who Sal DeGuardia is? Don't of you know who my do. father is? That's it's super important. I don't. Super important. <laughs> um, so we only have a few minutes left, but we also wanted to touch on, there was a whole, this is one of a couple announcements that were made in the last few days. So the other one was, uh, well, one that you kind of have a connection to in a way. So um, maybe a little. A but, little bit, but yeah, it's a just a brilliant idea. It's a... Uh, to the moon what is it which version it, to the moon meerkat yeah yeah What's so the what they're they doing did? is oh it's empathy wine so they're partnering with a company called empathy wine yeah and they're doing um a muscat wine and what they're doing right now is they're putting obviously the character on the label of the wine they made right. this wine specifically for this collaboration and in addition to that, they also created some t-shirts and some tank tops and they were selling them in bundles. So you could buy a couple of bottles of wine and a t-shirt. You could buy some more bottles of wine and a t-shirt, or you can buy, <laughs> you can buy more. even more bottles of wine some and get the t-shirt and the or tank more top. bottles of wine or, That's or right. much more, many, much more bottles of wine. And then you get, you get a t-shirt and a tank. Right. If you buy yeah, they, they tiered it out like two bottles of wine and a T-shirt, five bottles of wine and a T-shirt or 10 bottles of wine and a T-shirt and a tank. Kind of cool. Here's the he, very cool. Very cool. And of course, they're collectible because there's limited supply number of T-shirts and tanks and, and bottles of wine. But here here's where we talked about like the added utility. If you had a to the moon meerkat NFT token, whether it was series one or series two, you got something for free. So if you had a series one, which was Gary's OG collection, mm -hmm. then you actually got a couple of bottles of wine and a t-shirt for free. If you own series two, then you get a t-shirt for free. So again, we're talking about this was not promised when people went and bought these NFTs in the beginning right. and, and these particular characters. And it's just a surprise utility that you get that a creator who creates the project can drop at you at any time. And these are just two examples of everything that's happening in the space right now. I can't tell you the number of tokens and the number of utility and the number of surprises that are dropped on all of us on a daily basis almost. In all these different projects, right? Yeah, like we're yep. not just talking about how many surprises we've gotten from Gary Vaynerchuk. We're talking about how many surprises are dropped on a regular basis. Like there's a whole nother an entirely another conversation that I could have right now about uh, 
this uh, Illuminati's and uh, Goblin Town collab, uh, not even collab, but just a project that, you know, one gets you access to the other. And then there's been like a drop in between and the values have gone like through the roof. It's just crazy. Um, but they also do secret meetups. It's really neat. So we'll continue our conversation about what's happening in Web3 coming up next. I'm Sal DiGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. This is your voice in the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. From board apes to Bitcoin, this is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, friends. This is your voice in the metaverse. Crypto Radio Network heard every week nationwide on multiformat.net. Saturdays from 3 to 5 Eastern. And then Sundays on WCGO AM 1590 in the greater Chicagoland area. Welcome to our friends there. Sunday nights, 7 to 9 Central. And you can catch all of our shows uh, bingeably at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also Anchor.fm is where the entire collection uh, of the first, I don't know, what is it, dozen shows or so, so far that we've done since we launched in April including uh, some of the greatest hits like uh, Miami NFT Week, um, NFT VIP, some of the interviews we've done in and around there. Um, gosh, I mean, there's the just mansion there's a ton. Party. The mansion interviews uh, out of Minneapolis during VCon with Beeple and Danny Cole. There's just, there's so many uh, great moments already just in the first few months. And we know you have a lot of different options when it comes to content and we're just so thankful that you're here hanging out with us. So welcome. You know, you said something. You can stream us live on multiformat.net on mm-hmm. Saturdays, or you can listen to us in real life. In real life. On Sundays in Chicago. So yeah. we talked about this earlier in the show where we talked about the Web3 space, NFTs, crypto. It really is the blending of the digital and the physical. Well, our show embodies that. So it exciting. Does. It's almost like an NFT project that delivers on in real life uh, rewards. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And, and speaking of NFT projects, so I know we've talked a bit about in the last, call it 30 minutes, about the utility and some of the things that we've been able to experience by owning certain tokens within certain NFT projects. Right. You know, so I'm wondering, I think you brought up a good point. Should we take a step back and just talk a little bit more about especially if this is the first time hearing the show, what's an NFT? How is an NFT project built? And if I own an NFT, what does that mean? Right. Yeah, we, uh, we probably should for, uh, for those of you that are either brand spanking new, you maybe don't know much about cryptocurrency or NFTs at all. Maybe all you've heard is from your nephew, Carl, who said you should buy some Dogecoin. Uh, that's the most that you know about Web3, which, I mean, that's not terrible. I'm, and that's an option for you. I'm just saying we're here to help you with educating you on some, some of the other, you know, cool stuff that's going on in the space. Although you may have also heard that recently uh, it's been kind of a tumultuous time for cryptocurrencies like Ethereum and Bitcoin and Litecoin and the rest, uh, just slightly. Um some issues over the last six months or so. 
And um, and we're you know we're hopefully here to help you with that. But that really is cryptocurrencies. The blockchain is really kind of the you know the godfather of all things Web three because this this is where some ideas about what you could do with this technology really started to take root. And it started with uh, could we create a coin? Not me and Matt. We. But I'm, I'm just saying in general. I wish it was me. <laughs> I wish it was us. <laughs> could we create a coin that could be used as maybe an alternative to the American dollar or the yen? Uh, not, you know, not to usurp it or, or replace it, but just as a nice alternative and a way to barter for goods and services and whatever else. So the technology was, was born, you know, well over, uh, what are we at now? Well over 10 years ago. We're almost 15 yep. years ago that um you know similar to napster like a couple guys just sitting in a room somewhere that said hey let's cook let's cook it up let's see what happens let's see what we come up with and what they figured out was peer-to-peer uh computing and management or really tracking of transactions of uh the currency itself and of um information is really where the blockchain was born. It, and it's the idea that we no longer need a central repository or a central ledger of who owns what. Now we can ask peer computing uh, or peer computers, miners, uh, what we know as today is miners, to do uh, the heavy lifting of keeping track of everything that happens on the blockchain. And so it's a big shared, it's just a, a big shared ledger around the world. Anything that you want to do whether it's purchasing or selling a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum or Dogecoin, if that's your flavor, that's really what Thanks, you want to do. <laughs> Thanks, cousin. Thanks, nephew Carl. Okay. Or if you want to dabble into the NFT side and maybe pick up uh, some cool artwork that you like, or you do want to be a, a part of one of these projects that offers some in real life utility of being able to attend events and conferences all of those transactions are handled on this worldwide blockchain that uh, all of the um, all of the machines that keep track of this global ledger. Uh, if there's a transaction that happens, it starts at one end and it goes all the way around and, and it circles back and everybody basically agrees that, yes, this transaction is happening and, and it gets uh, logged into the the global ledger and uh, and then you own whatever it is that you decided to buy, or you no longer own whatever it is you decided to sell, uh, or um, you know you transfer something. So that's the other pieces. Um, you can gift things to other people. There's lots of different things that you can do with the technology, but bigger than that, you can now you can use it for creating these virtual environments, metaverses. So now there's multiple places that people can go and play, right? Like sandbox and. What are some of the others? Decentraland, Decentraland, Crypto Voxels, Crypto Voxels. There, there's a whole bunch of them. New ones popping up all the time. And yeah. at this point, we don't know which ones are going to win in the future. Like, who knows which ones will be massive come ten years from now? But Sal, I think you know, as you talked about that, and thank you for so so um, nicely and simply laying it out for for everybody. I I, I couldn't help but but ask myself, why is that important? Like, why is it important to have a public right. ledger that's decentralized in order for transactions to be recorded? And I think, to me, there's a couple of things. First, because it is public, anybody can see the transaction 
And anybody can realize and understand that you, as the person that purchased it or sold it, um, are part of that transaction. And right. so it's almost like a certificate of authenticity. I can go onto the blockchain, I can look at the transaction, and I can identify the wallet that owns that particular asset, whether it's cryptocurrency, whether it's an NFT. Um, and so I think that is where we kind of connect it back to what we talked about before, which is ownership. Ownership is defined in such a different way now with the blockchain. You can go in there and verify ownership and two things. One, because I can verify ownership, this is not a, if you look at it from an NFT perspective, this is not right-click save. You can't just go onto the blockchain. I mean, you can. You can go you onto could. the blockchain. You can take one of the, you know, one of the, own the NFTs. That's <laughs> yeah. the key. That's the absolute key, right? Yeah. It, you can have a saved picture on your desktop, but you don't own it. That means you can't monetize it in any fashion. Right. Whereas if I have that transaction that's been recorded on the blockchain in my name, my wallet, I own it and I can monetize it any way that I want to. So I think that's really important. The second thing that you said is the peer-to-peer -peer aspect of things. I can transact with somebody across the world without yeah. having to have a middleman um, or middlewoman um, be the gatekeeper or the mediator of that transaction. So I'm not paying transaction fees to a bank in order to convert currency from US dollars to something else. I'm not paying them the transaction fee for them to go and do that. So for me to be able to do commerce with someone in another country right away in a decentralized fashion, there's power to that. Not only because it's not me trying to stick it to the man or the bank and not right. give them their fees. What this really does is it gives access to people um, from a currency and a financial perspective that may not be able to have that access in our sort of centralized banking system. So if you can't go and get a bank account, but you can hold cryptocurrency, or you're an artist and you don't have a bank account, but you've got a digital wallet, I can pay you directly for your art. And now all of a sudden, you actually have access to that financial gain. And oh, by the way, royalties afterwards, we haven't even touched on that. Oh my gosh. Uh, and we'll get there. But, and that, and that is part of the beautiful uh, part for like creators, right? So if you are a creator of music, art, right? Like traditional art, digital art, um, poems, let's just, books. Poem, books, yeah, anything literary, you could, you could create an NFT of it uh, and set it out on the blockchain. And if somebody buys it, cool, you make the initial sale. But then if they resell it, you can build into uh, what governs the sale uh, if you want to do it this way and set up a smart contract where you get a residual percentage of every other sale of that piece that happens after that, then you get to continue making money on it in perpetuity forever. So cool. So powerful. So powerful. So there's lots of other aspects to talk about. We've still got uh, a few minutes more of this conversation that we're going to continue just to help you get a little bit for, more familiar. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I'm Matt Mazzaferro. And this is your voice in the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Real radio for the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. And this 
is Crypto Radio Network, your voice in the metaverse. Speaking of metaverse, and this is probably going to be the, this might be part of the tougher of the conversations to have right now, is just to kind of explain, Matt, is there one metaverse? Is there multiple metaverses? Is there like multiverses? Is it like Rick and Morty? Like, how does this work? This thing that yeah. we call metaverse in Web3. So I, I think you're right. The fact that we call it a metaverse does do it a little bit of disjustice right now because there are multiple metaverses. What? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. And new ones are created. Uh, I, I don't want to say all the time, but new ones are being formed on a regular, consistent basis because you think about how do you access the metaverse right now? And what is the metaverse? So when you think about a metaverse, think about it this way. It is a digital representation of a physical environment. So I can create my avatar, which is a digital representation of whatever I want it to be. And I can walk around in a digital environment. And this environment is created in, we'll call it one, let's just break it down. One metaverse, we'll call it sandbox. So that is one metaverse you can go and visit. Gotcha. And you can build your your avatars and walk around the sandbox. They're kind of blocky. They look like Minecraft a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, the technology is really early right now. So right. I can't imagine what it's going to look like in 10 years, 15 years, 20 Amazing. years. Yeah. But because they're all separate right now, they, there's not a lot of interoperability between the, the metaverses. So it's really difficult to take something you've built in one metaverse and just pick it up transfer it over to a different metaverse. And I think, you know, that's where the future of metaverse I, I, I just made that up because I'm like making up words. Did you metaverse really? I? I think you did. Yeah. You just created a word, Matt. I did. I did. I don't think it's called that, but hey, we're going to roll with it. <laughs> um, I think the future of metaverse I is um, that interoperability. So when I buy an NFT, and I think the same thing holds true on blockchains as well. Right now, I, it's really difficult to take an NFT from one blockchain and take it to a different one. You can do it with bridging sure. and some certain um, cooperation between blockchains, but you can't do it across all blockchains, et cetera. Wait, Matt, you're telling me there's not one blockchain? Just there the blockchain? are blockchain I. I just did that again, right? Oh, no, there's, there's multiple blockchains. Yeah, absolutely. I know, I'm sorry. I'm tr trying to do this in a, in a very simple <laughs> baby steps way. Um, but the, in my opinion, the future of the metaverse is there will be ultimately one connected metaverse that connects all of these separate disparate metaverses together into one space, meaning one's going to look different from another, but I can take whatever assets I own, I can take whatever avatars I've built, and I can walk across the metaverses and go from one to another seamlessly. You can't do that right now. Gotcha. Um, and so when we were talking earlier about the opportunity for Jefferson and the barbershop talks, is there an opportunity for him to go into one of the metaverses, sandbox, crypto voxels, whatever it might be, build out a virtual barbershop? And then anybody who goes to that virtual barbershop in that particular metaverse can walk in and interact with the folks that are there, can listen to a, a conversation just like you would do in a real life barbershop. Sure. But imagine being able to do that in a metaverse. Like a dollhouse, like a virtual dollhouse with a little barber chair and you put the little person in the chair. 
Is that how that yeah. would work? Okay. I mean, it, you, you could look at it that way. I, I didn't go to Dollhouse specifically, <laughs> but but that's okay. We can use that analogy. That. Yeah. We can roll with that. Here's what, what about I would... the, the pink Corvette? Yeah, I would love to have the pink Corvette. I listen, e- even just, you know, being a little boy, I was like, can I have the Corvette? Because at least I know there's value in the car. Like, I don't care what color it is. Right. Um, yeah. So can I submit this, though? Is it possible to say that there are multiple metaverse platforms that maybe the metaverse really is this ethereal kind of just like, you know, conscious connected thing? This, you know, the the secret sauce, the special stuff that you can't necessarily see or touch. And we call that the metaverse and maybe inside of what we think is the metaverse is even Twitter spaces, like where we're hanging out, right? Or the radio or right. All of these things are just basically different arms of what could be the quote unquote metaverse. They're just all different platforms. So Sandbox is like a metaverse platform. Crypto Voxels is a metaverse platform. Decentraland, a metaverse platform, alt space, like all of these different things, right? Yep. And to your point, they're not necessarily connected yet. In fact, not all of them are even internally working 100% yet. So we're still... We're early, we're early. So early, but that's the beautiful part is that to be up, like to be up close and watching all of this happening real time is like mind boggling because I've never, I don't feel like I've ever really seen it this up close, like any kind of growth like this. We kind of saw it in the 90s, like the dot-com boom. And this is the closest thing that I can equate it to. But I wasn't like actively, you know, like going out and learning how to code and building websites and buying URLs and doing all that. This one, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm I'm doing all of the above, <laughs> right? I probably have, I don't know, 30 or 40 URLs that I bought that I thought, ooh, this is a good idea, you know, for later on down the road in, in, uh, in Web3. But just so much. There's just so much happening. And it is. It's so early. But is that maybe another you know way that we could frame it? And maybe for next time. So I know we've got a lot of stuff already booked up for the next couple of weeks, but maybe one of the conversations or if we can try to tackle it here is like, who decides? Like, who decides all this, Matt? How, do, how does somebody just open up a computer and say, all right, I'm getting into Web3? Like, is there a course I can take? Is there a a fraternity I need to join? Like, how does this all work? Like, how do I get started? Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, Sal. I think that could be um, a full two-hour show for us to talk through that and really talk about how do you create something in Web3? How yeah. do you go about building a, a creator coin? How do you build a metaverse, etc.? And yes, I, I agree with your um, your definition around the different platforms that are within the overarching metaverse. Right. Can I melt your face a oh little boy. bit more and just one add minute. one more thing? I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna drop this and then we can run to, to next Neat. week and talk and pick it up. So you're next gonna week. leave me with my face melted on the floor. I'm here. Yeah, Let's yeah. Let's do it. So not only can you go into a virtual world from a mm-hmm. metaverse perspective and have your avatar and walk around digitally. Oh boy. I would submit to say that the metaverse also includes augmented reality, which is the blend of the physical and digital world. Oh. So putting on Google glasses whenever they hit, if they hit Apple glasses, whatever they're going to be, and walking around. At, well, Pokemon Go is a great example of that. So Ugh. there you go. Just melted your face. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be back next week, 3 to 5 Eastern. This is your voice of the metaverse. I'm Sal DeGuardia. I am Matt Mazzaferro. Evan Mann joining us next week. 
We'll see you then.